Hi, it's Scott, Rockfile, another podcast review for you of Season 2 of Star Trek Discovery. As I've said in a previous podcast, I am a lifelong Star Trek fan. It premiered on television when I was just a few months old. And my father and I would sit in the living room, and I I vaguely remember this at the ages of one and two, uh, being in diapers or whatever, sitting on the floor. But what I probably remember is the 70s, because this was one of the big syndicated shows of mine growing up. Every Saturday, we'd uh, check out, you know, the... uh, a good episode of Star Trek, uh, because TBS, before it was TBS in Atlanta, uh, would show these along with some other classic series, Hogan's Heroes, things like that. And what I always liked about Star Trek, and as it's gone on over the years, is it presents a future where we're not tied to money anymore. That that money concerns, food concerns. We we can manufacture food easily. You know it. All of that has been put aside so that the human race can follow their heart's desires, that they can devote themselves to science and art and explore that and and share that. And they make a good point at the end of this season of Discovery that that is a wonderful time to be alive, that they can share, you know, they all have a love for exploration and science and discovering new things. And that's what the whole thing is about. Now, over the years... uh, I am a purist. I am a Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock, uh, Dr. McCoy, Scotty, Sulu, Chekhov, Uhura. That was my team. And the movies, uh, when we saw Star Trek The Motion Picture, it was, you know, I think most of the people in my entourage, my parents and, and friends from down the street, it was a big event when Star Trek The Motion Picture came out. I think most people were bored by that movie. If you go back and watch it now, it was intelligent. It just takes a long time to get there. They were trying to do a 2001 thing with it or whatever. Uh, Star Trek Two corrected a lot of those issues. Star Trek Three was okay. Star Trek Four was a big crowd-pleasing blockbuster movie, and so on and so forth. When Next Gen came out, I loved Next Generation. I really thought that they took the original idea of Star Trek and made it modern for the time and fixed some of the problems with the original Star Trek because, well, Star Trek was a product of his era and as it should be. Um, It was kind of a wagon train to the stars in the late 60s. In the 80s, in the late 80s, it was something different. I wasn't as enamored with Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, the the ones that came after just, they were following the formula. They were competently made. They had great effects. They, you know, good storylines, but they just, I just didn't get excited about them. And I'm also a Star Wars fan, and they're, as I discussed in my Mandalorian review, they're, they're very different sci-fi properties. Star Trek is considered high, hard science fiction. They explain a lot of the technology, where in Star Wars, it's not about the technology. It's about the, the, the storylines and the, and the excitement and the, and the fantasy aspects. So when they announced Star Trek Discovery and they were going to make some changes and it was going to take place before the Kirk-Spock era... I was a little, you know, okay, great, another Star Trek series. I really like J.J. Abrams' movies. I think they modernized the story very well. The first one was brilliant. Second one had some issues but was fun. Third one was a lot of fun. I wouldn't mind seeing another one because I really like how that cast came together. I just think J.J. made a few weird decisions that he probably wouldn't make today. 
So anyway, when they announced that Discovery was going to be exclusive to CBS All Access and their attempt to launch a streaming service, I was quite disappointed and patient because, again, I wasn't very excited to see this. Here is a yet another Star Trek series. We've had a bunch of them over the years. And I waited and I waited and I waited and finally it came out in a Blu-ray steelbook that was a Best Buy exclusive and I found it on sale and I'm like, okay, I'm a fan. I've read some good things about this. I'm going to sit down and watch it. And I really enjoyed it. I Does it change canon? Yes. Is it is it different than what's come before? Yes. Are the Klingons, you know, do they eat people? Yes. <laughs> is it bloody and violent? Yes. Is it more adult? Yes. All of these things um, sat well with me because, again, I think Star Trek needs to be a product of its time. There are so many Star Trek purists that want the old Kirk Spock, you know, want that feeling back again. And as I've said in previous podcasts, why? We have that. It's available on Blu-ray. It's been restored. It's even got new special effects. The original series looks fantastic, and you can go watch it anytime. You can stream it. You can buy it. It's available. So why do we keep trying to you know, reinvent or bring back this nostalgic feeling when we can get something new? And so the first season of Star Trek Discovery, I really, really enjoyed. I didn't go so far as to call it my favorite Trek series of all time, but it definitely sat alongside Next Generation as something I thoroughly enjoyed that short season. The special effects were movie quality, the storylines, the acting, it it was coming together in something that was exciting to me, that was very interesting to jump into. And so... I had heard a lot of flack over the last year when season two played. These things play on Star Trek or on CBS All Access, and then you can't get them if you're not a subscriber. And it takes almost a year for them to come out on Blu-ray. They finish up in like January, February, and then November we get the release or late October or whatever. So last Tuesday, season two was finally released, and it was another Best Buy exclusive steelbook, and I had a bunch of reward points, and it was on sale. It finally went on sale, like right before it came out. I was like, oh, okay, I can get it cheaper than the actual Blu-ray itself. And with much excitement, because I don't want to give any spoilers, but the end of season one tied into the original series in a way that was like, oh my, I, I really need to see season two. It was a great cliffhanger. So... I was very excited to get season two. I sat down and I watched an episode and I was completely blown away. This episode was better than anything in the first season, was arguably better than anything in the movies, in any of the series. It was epic. The The, the season opener was just brilliant. It, it set up a, gr- a great new uh, long story arc that was going to go through the entire season, you could tell, because there was no way they were going to be able to investigate the storyline in one episode. And the action was big, and the episode was huge, and the special effects, and it really rivaled anything that's been in any of the movies or any of the series. And so with great, great excitement, I dove into the rest of the season. And for those that know, it was supposed to be a 13-episode season, but when they got down to the end of it, they needed more time, so they added a 14th episode to the the season finale is actually a two-part episode where they were able to expand and, and really do it right. I finished it in less than a week, and I don't binge a lot of TV series anymore. I just don't have the time. And that I watched a couple episodes each day 
and, and really got through the series quickly says a lot that I put almost everything else aside in my TV watching and, and watched all 14 episodes in less than a week. And as I told a buddy of mine that I don't want to spoil anything, but the final episode is the most epic thing Star Trek has ever done. And to not give you a specific spoiler, but Alex Kurtzman, who is the showrunner for Star Trek Discovery, said that they had the unenviable task of of trying to synchronize with canon and free themselves from it. And they did. It... it as a long-time Star Trek fan who has watched from day one, for everybody that's complained that Star Trek Discovery changed canon, that Star Trek Discovery was not part of the timeline of Kirk Spot, watch season two and get to the end of it and tell me again that this is not part of the Star Trek universe, the real Star Trek universe. They did a brilliant job in how they executed the entire season. Uh, each episode is exciting. Uh, there's a lot of heart. There's a lot of drama. There are some incredible effects. Um, some things, they brought in a, a classic character towards the end of the first season, and you didn't really know if that was a good idea. It was. <laughs> how things end up in the season finale was perfect. I have it, one of the most perfect hours of episodic TV I have ever seen. They did an amazing job of, of tying up loose ends, getting this back on track, and now we have the third season is going to be something we've never seen before in a Star Trek series. And to tell you about it would be a spoiler to the end of season two. But there will be a season three, and it takes place in a completely different context. And I cannot wait for it. I guess it will debut in January. I'm not a subscriber to CBS All Access. I'm going to have to wait almost another year for the third season to get a release. I think it is a terrible... Te and I understand why they do it. From a marketing standpoint, every streaming service needs to have its exclusives to bring you to the service. But to my knowledge... CBS All Access has two. They have Star Trek and they have Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone, which I haven't seen and, and I've read some good reviews, but that's about it. There's no buzz on these shows because they're on CBS All Access. And CBS All Access is one of the bottom tier streaming services because all they have is CBS shows. And a lot of CBS shows are targeted at an older demographic and you know, how many versions of CSI and NCIS do we need and, and the remakes of, of the other classic Hawaii Five O and Magnum? You know, I don't need all of that. If they were great, I'll hear about it and I'll eventually get to them. But they're doing a great disservice to Star Trek fans who don't want to pony up the money to subscribe to CBS for one show. I don't well, like I said, I do understand why CBS wants an exclusive, but it's about time for them to give up. <laughs> In all honesty, they cannot compete with Netflix. They cannot compete with Hulu, Amazon, and the new Disney Plus. They just can't. They don't have enough stuff. Um, so to hold fans to the, you know, you have to subscribe to CBS All Access to watch the show. Grave disservice to the show. I think everybody should watch it. I think the purist who went, it's caca. It, it's funny, on the Blu-ray forum I'm a member of, they posted that this was coming out, and immediately one of the fans posted a dumpster fire. 
and just just the hate for this show. And I'm sorry, this has now become my favorite Star Trek series of all time. I will go back and watch these episodes before I would go back and watch Next Gen. Before I would go, well, it's hard to say before I would go back and watch the original show because that's, you know, I've seen those episodes a hundred times and they're very close to my heart. But something I would recommend to people who haven't watched Star Trek before, they will enjoy it on the, it's a great sci-fi show level, um, but for fans, longtime fans, fans of the original, watch the show. Watch it all the way to the end of season two and tell me you're not into it. Uh, I would find it hard to believe that any Star Trek fan wouldn't like how they did things. Um, obviously, you cannot bring back the past, and why should you? But if you're going to make something that ties into the past and is a tribute to the past and emulates the past... I think they've done an incredible job in making a modern sci-fi show that fits the overall universe, and I cannot wait for season three. Star Trek Discovery season two gets my highest ratings, especially for Star Trek fans. I, Like I said, purists are hating on this show. Don't. Watch it. Enjoy it. Be blown away by the end like I was. It's it's a worthy show. It's a worthy season. Second season top to first season that I really enjoyed. They have fixed almost all the problems. They have, of course, corrected the show. I cannot wait to see what happens in the third season. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. I'm a sci-fi geek. I like Star Wars and Star Trek. I'm sorry. I do have a, a tickets for Star Wars. I'm ready for December 19th, that Thursday night, uh, in a big AMC Prime with 3D glasses, so I'll be reviewing that. Also, this weekend, I have an advanced sneak preview of Knives Out, which is something I've really been wanting to see. So I will have an advanced review of that before it opens as well. Got more reviews coming your way. Thank you for being a subscriber. If you're not, you can find us on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. I'm in the iPhone podcasting app. Everything is under Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. Scott Hamilton, thank you for listening. Thank you.